I'm really into coaching, consulting, and courses. Really, really into because it's extremely scalable. And everybody wants to be able to make money while they sleep. And that's that's the entire concept there is courses are really fantastic for that. But then people are like, yeah, but how do I, I'm a dentist, how do I make a course? Like, what am I going to make a course about, right? And really what it comes down to is what is the thing you keep hearing from people? What is the question people keep asking you? Right. Like what is the and 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 whenever you're a service provider, the very cool thing is what have you done in your own business to be successful that you could teach other service providers how to do in their own business? Right. And so that is that's the first thing that I would like if I'm talking to a dentist, I would say, OK, what are your clients asking you the most that you could maybe teach somebody how to do in a course? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. And I know you're like, wait a minute, where's Lacey? She is down in Naples attending to some business. And so today I am flying solo. We have the empty chair here. Everybody can say, oh, we're going to get so many comments. Oh, where was Lacey today? But pretty sure that you're going to miss her, but not that much because today's guest is going to be providing you with some massive value. Look, I have been watching as this whole pandemic has impacted so many of you. And this is going to be an interesting conversation because today's guest helps so many mothers, uh, female entrepreneurs to find their way in business. But I'm going to explore the reverse with her because I know that so many of you may have built your traditional business in brick and mortar and you're moving the other way. And things like the virtualization of communication, meetings, working from home, et cetera, is making all of this even more possible. So what better than to bring on a true expert? Today, we have Martha Krejci with us. Let's bring on Martha. What's going on, Martha? So great to have you. Welcome to the hey, None of hey. Your Business podcast. I am excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. I love starting off with, um, and, and I, I almost always start with this question. All of our guests that come on are super successful, as you are, ultra successful. But oftentimes when we're interviewing people that have found great success and they're sharing their 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 experience, their wisdom, it's oftentimes easy for somebody to fall into a trap of, well, that's because, and then fill in the blank. Well, because you had an advantage or you knew somebody or you, you know, somebody did it for you. Um, tell us how we end up talking here. Um, and really what I'm interested in is the difficult road to success. Yeah, I love the difficult road to success too. We are kindred spirits with that. And I sure wish people would talk about it more. So, so far as my difficult road to success, I started out in a basement. Okay. Like literally a basement. So nothing had nothing, had no faith in myself, had nothing. Right. And 
that I, I remember just sitting there thinking I used to have, like, I was a severe alcoholic as well. I don't drink anymore. No judgment to people that do just didn't serve me. But I remember I was sitting in the basement, staring at the wall. And I was like, what on earth happened to me? Right? Like, where did I go sideways? Where in my life did I go sideways? And I won't go into all of that because that's not necessarily what the show is about. But as, as I started you know, moving out of that space, first of all, deciding, deciding to move out of that space. I had no money. Like I couldn't even pay to feed myself. I would buy my dog cheeseburgers from Hardee's or for those of you in the Carl's Jr. part of the, <laughs> the world. But all I could do was buy her a cheeseburger and put it in her food dish. Like somehow that churched it up like it was normal food. Anyway, I, I was so stinking bad off. That's where I was at. And so when I started moving out of that space, first of all, I had to look at my situation honestly and say like, okay, this is something has got to end here or else like everything ends here. Like, let's just be real. Right. Because it was not, you just can't sustain, you can't stay in that space. And so when I started moving out of that, what I did was I was really lucky to have somebody and I call it speaking life. Uh, somebody came and spoke life over me and now he's my husband, but he came and he was telling me all of the things about myself that I couldn't see for myself. But there's a very interesting thing that whenever people keep telling you how valuable you are and how smart you are and all of these things, you're going to level up to that. And it's a really cool thing. But also if you surround yourself with people that speak death, you know, just the opposite of life over you and they tell you how, you know, like you can't do this and you can't do that, meh, then you're going to level down to that. Unfortunately, it's you, it's, it, it's the whole Jim Rohn thing. You are the five people that you surround yourself with. So like, that was my very first step of like the road that the bumpy road was making sure that I was surrounding myself, even if it was just one person. You know, if I, the one person I listened to the most was the person that was speaking truth and life over me instead of the opposite. So I think that's the very first thing to talk about. I'm going to come back to that, but I want to then now fast forward. So we just, I just want to frame it for our viewers and listeners. You go on to now in today's world and we're, we're looking at you. What are you up to in, in what are you up to now and how does that contrast with living in your basement? Oh my gosh. So what I do now is I teach families how to be able to create multiple income streams around themselves, utilizing stuff that they already know and that they're already passionate about. And essentially they live in service to their people into the world. And that's, that's what I'm doing. So I, we're putting families back together again, right? So there's the parents aren't working for hours away and, and things like that. But I do that in an online capacity. So I can show anybody for the most part how to move the business that they're working in right now, whether it was already online, I could help them optimize that. But if it's like brick and mortar, how to be able to create an online leg, so to speak, of that business, of that same business, but just create an online capacity. So you've also got revenue being generated over here. Um, and that's what, that's what I get excited about. And it's, it's typically, it's about building communities, serving that community, but we really gear down and, and focus in on what those people actually need and uncovering different income streams that you may not even be seeing. We're going to get to that, but 
I also want to, so I just got to get all these uh, foundational elements out of the way. I love it. That sounds nice. And, but I know already you'll be comfortable with the question, but I would have asked it anyways. That sounds nice, but it's, you're doing very well. You're making a lot of money doing this because I think a lot of people would be like, okay, yeah, I want to do that. Tell us, you don't have to give us, I'm, I'm not looking, asking for your PL, your balance sheet, but you're doing, how much money can you make by converting yourself into um, providing an online version of yourself? My family makes seven figures a month. All right. Now, now that we have that, seven figures a month. <laughs> yeah. What is the difference? Because you said, like, well, the show's not about that, but I do want to tackle this. Um, what is the difference between that person in the basement and that person right now sitting where you are? What What's the difference? Because I think that a lot of us ask that question. We look at other people. People are looking at you and saying, look at what's so different about Martha and me. So answer that question of what's so different about Martha in the basement and Martha today. Oh man, nothing and everything. But the the nothing is I'm the same person. The everything is the confidence that I've developed in myself. Once you become confident, once you believe that you can actually do something, there's a confidence that then comes after that. But then the confidence that comes after it fuels the ability to spend some time learning different skill sets and learning things. So if you don't have the confidence and the belief in yourself, you're not going to spend the time that it takes to be able to learn these different skill sets because you're going to think it's a waste of time. And so that's, that's really the difference. All right. So let's start breaking this down. Our viewers um, all do, well, I can't, I don't can't say they all do, but typically they work in the service industry. So they provide a service that they believe can impact and can change the world. Putting this online oftentimes is difficult because let's say I'm a hairdresser. Let's say that I'm a massage therapist. I might be a physical therapist, a dentist. How, what is the online transition of what it is that I'm doing? A lot of times they get trapped. And I believe that you use the word in a cage because they actually become handcuffed to their very business. And what are the first steps that you would suggest that we begin to free ourselves from that handcuff? and look at the virtualization of our knowledge base. Yeah, so this is, I'm really into coaching, consulting and courses, really, really into because it's extremely scalable and everybody wants to be able to make money while they sleep. And that's, that's the entire concept there is courses are really fantastic for that. But then people are like, yeah, but how do I, I'm a dentist, how do I make a course? Like, what am I gonna make a course about, right? And really what it comes down to is what is the thing you keep hearing from people? What is the question people keep asking you, right? Like what is the, and, and, and whenever you're a service provider, the very cool thing is what have you done in your own business to be successful that you could teach other service providers how to do in their own business, right? And so that is, that's the first thing that I would like, if I'm talking to a dentist, I would say, okay, what are your clients asking you the most? that you could maybe teach somebody how to do in a course, right? Like how to, um, sounds silly, how do you take care of your teeth, right? But how to, um, maybe how to be able to help your kids get less anxiety about going to the dentist, how you yourself could have less anxiety about going to the dentist. And maybe then you bring on a hypnotherapist, 
uh, to come on to help maybe even bring people into that space. So then you bring in what I call super friends. I imagine everybody walks around with a cape that everybody can't see. And so you bring in your super friends to be able to really be a, I just said be able twice to really be able to help serve your people in that space. Now that's from a client perspective. Now for other service industry people that are, you know, in alignment with what you do, you think, okay, what have I done in my business that's really made me successful? What's been the difference? What is the thing that we do that everybody else seems to like not get? And so some people are afraid as heck to teach other people what they do because then you think that all of a sudden you're creating competition, right? But the, the opposite is true. You're actually creating a community of other service providers that now trust you because you're the one that stood up and said, listen, I'm successful here and I want you to be too. And so there's two things that you could start off with. And I love that. I mean, a lot of our viewers and listeners are a part of our community called Black Diamond Club, where we are attempting to level the playing field. Um, giving everybody the same tools and advantages that everybody else has and what that does. I mean, and it's so cliche when you say rising tides raise all ships, but the reality is, is it creates a standard by which the rest of the world begins to be able to operate. And not only that, there's so much crossover, right? I always talk about how, you know, the drive-through is a banking industry innovation, then it moves into fast food, but Having that advantage of being able to cross over, it really does help everybody to innovate, helps everybody to better serve. And that's really where we're coming from, at least on this podcast, is service to humanity. Let's say now that I have figured out what I want to make my course about. So many people, that's exactly, like precisely where they get stuck. So they're like, okay, I know what I want to make the course, but then I don't know what to do next. Um, what are some tips that you might have to just kind of Push somebody over that edge and get them going on making that course. Yeah. Well, I think the reason that a lot of people are scared to make courses is they think really far out because all of us, we all, even though like I'm a business strategist, I know that all of us go up 30,000 feet and we look down and we're like, yeah, but when that's done, what happens, right? And so there, it keeps us from doing the thing because we're like, but I don't know what, like how, many, how am I gonna actually sell this thing, you know? Like why am I gonna spend time doing this and then not be able to sell it in the future? So you really need to focus on what, how you're gonna sell it first and then, and then work back. So the how you're gonna sell it part is creating community. That's, and it's as easy as a Facebook group or using circle or using, uh, some people use mighty networks. There's all sorts of places that you can create community that are literally built to be able to do that. Right. And so the community that you're creating, you bring them in with like little nuggets that then lead up to the program that you're delivering. Right. And so the little nuggets are quick wins. It's important for people to be able to get a quick win so then they can start developing trust in you. A lot of people don't like to give those gold nuggets first because they feel like, well, if I give them this, then why are they going to buy my program? Listen, why are they going to buy your program without it? <laughs> they have no idea to be able to trust you and to know that you're actually going to get them where they want to go. So create the community. Go ahead and create the community and then start creating the program because you know how you're going to be delivering and actually um, selling that program. So we don't even use ads. 
We do everything organically and it's all within community and serving your people. And it's simple as heck. It's just, you have to do it and you have to be consistent about doing it. So then people can develop trust in you. So you consistently show up, you're consistently there for them. They're going to buy what you're selling whenever you create it. So then if we work back, now let's create the actual course itself. What you need to do is you need to do the first step. You need to grab your software, right? Like what software are you going to make it in? There's many different softwares you could choose. And so that's at this point, you're just looking at which software you want to use. Quite frankly, it's the, the easiest thing. And I, you know, as I look at people are always like, what software should I use? I mean, I tell them what I use, but at the end of the day, there's none of them that are really that different from each other, you know? So the, the main thing that I would look for in choosing a software is I would pay more monthly for them to not take part of my sale. Cause there are some softwares that they take a percentage of your sale. Um, and there are other ones that you actually pay a little bit more for monthly, not a lot, but a little bit more for monthly that aren't going to take a percentage of your sale. Because listen, if I'm selling, you know, seven figures a month in courses, one day percentage going to anybody else. I'll pay, I'll pay the, the flat 200 bucks a month or something like that in order to not have to have a massive kickback because you're already going to have your payment processor kickback, which is what, 2, 2.4% uh, through Stripe or something like that. But that's the, that would be the first thing that I would look at. And as soon as you start, you know, using it, just set up your set, set your stuff up. I am a hundred percent in agreement. Um, in our book, none of your business by the same title, we teach the idea. The concept is this create community, isolate them, which you're saying, put them in a Facebook group, mighty networks, put them somewhere. You can't just have this, you know, that you need some sort of a boundary, a way to speak to them at the same time. And then make sales offers proportionate to the amount of trust that you have earned through your community. And so exactly, we're just putting out these nuggets, we're gaining trust and credibility, and we're scaling them up. On the sales side, we teach a concept called pre-selling. So we could drop in the community and say something like, if I did a course on X, Y, and Z, how many of you would be interested? Comment, I want it if you would like it. And the course isn't even created yet. You're just saying, hypothetically, if I did this. Then if we get enough interest, it's already pre-sold, and then we can go and actually create the course. Um, one of the other things, though, that then happens is, okay, and, and very compelling. I, I love where we're at. We're on the total same page. Now, how long should my course be? Um, because I see all the courses on the internet, you know, 10 modules plus a group coaching thing. Like, how, what, how much content do I need to actually make a course? As much as it takes, you know, so you're going to take somebody from point A to point B. What does it require in order to get them from point A to point B? Don't feel like you need to put a bunch of filler in, in order to have it be eight modules. And okay, this feels legitimate. If it's eight modules, it's legitimate. If it gets them from point A to point B and here's like the kicker, my courses are usually shorter and that's because I'm like no fluff. So I will teach the thing and then give you enough time to be able to go do the thing. Not a lot of people are going to want to look at your video that is 60 minutes long, you know, something like that in order that they're going to, here's what's going to happen. They're going to click on the video to see how long it is. 
And then they're going to think to themselves, do I have time to commit to this right now? And how many of us, you know, during the day are like, okay, I have 60 minutes. I could commit to learning this thing. Eh, that's not usually the case with my people, with moms and, you know, busy women, it's usually 15 to 20 minutes that they've got, that they feel like they could actually commit to something. And so I like for the videos to be 10 to 15 minutes long if possible, and then do as many of those as you need to do just so they can get their, you know, their bite-sized pieces and be able to continue moving through the program. At the end of the day, we're not creating courses for ourselves. We're creating courses to be able to help other people and they can't be helped if they can't go through the course and they can't go through the course if, they, if it's not sustainable to them and they don't feel like they can actually watch one of the modules. A hundred percent. They're paying for the result, not for the time. I remember yes. um, hearing somebody recently talk about they're in the digital marketing space and they were talking about how they had once purchased a course. And when they purchased the course, I think it was, I think they said it was just shy of a thousand dollars. And when they purchased the course and they got it, there was one video and it was 45 minutes long. <laughs> they're like, I, I just paid a thousand dollars for this 45 minute video and they watched it and they realized in that 45 minutes, I was taught everything that I needed. And they had even commented, they were like, thank goodness. I didn't have to go back and watch all of these group coaching calls that I wasn't even, it wasn't live. And I'm trying to figure out what the questions are and how they're relevant. And I think oftentimes we get really caught up in like, we need a ton of content. What we need to do is we need to deliver the results. We need to deliver the results. So I love what you're saying, man, if we could get it down to 15, 20 minutes and deliver a result in that span, then they can move on to the next thing or look, potentially that was all they needed to accomplish the, the thing that they set out to do. So the next thing that we get hung up, you have a beautiful backdrop and of course, camera and lights and everything is clear and microphone. People have this idea and they're ready to roll and then they just get frozen because they think they don't have the right equipment to record the thing. What do you say to those people? Oh man, get a free Zoom account, have a meeting with yourself and record it. You know, like that's the easiest way to just use what you literally already have. But people will ask us about our setup all the time. And we have like a DSLR camera and a, you know, a bunch of stuff. But really, if you want like a better looking picture, grab a Logitech Brio. It's like a, it's, it, I, I think Logitech just boomed in the pandemic, by the way, because I think everybody was out buying these things. Like I should have picked up stock, but that's all you need. Grab that. It's like super cheap. Throw it on your computer. And the picture is beautiful. They're like 4K things. So um, there's that. And then so far as your background uh, is concerned, build that up as you want. Nobody really cares. It's just, you know, as we've just built it up, because I've been making, like, I've got Lego stuff behind me because I like making Legos. Um, I have a picture of my dog as a lawyer. Um, and there's like a little bag. It's just stuff that means stuff to me so that my people, they're able to see themselves in the stuff back here because they're like, they can connect even more if it's somebody that's just starting to see me. But if you don't have that in the very beginning, no big deal. You could even just have like a plain white background or the wall behind you. It's totally okay. What matters is what's coming out of your face. You know, it doesn't really matter what's behind you. Just build that up as you go. So let's move on to coaching. 
and or consulting. So I make my course and I get some traction. Um, of course, I want this to be evergreen, but you know, there's something called alpha decay where I just, it, it begins to fade a little bit, but I want to maintain talking about seven figures a month. I want to maintain my, my revenue stream. And so I decided I want to go into coaching. Now, this is a double-edged sword in my opinion, because now, and, and this will be the question, because now I'm, I'm, I'm literally converting myself and I'm selling time for money. And precisely that's what you had said was a lot of people are trying to escape. Um, Talk to me about one, the jump from courses into coaching, and then two, you have an interesting spin on how we can uh, scale coaching, in fact, so that we're not just stuck in stacking up this book of business that eventually actually becomes unserviceable, where I find myself back in the same situation I was in the brick and mortar, I'm just in my house. Yeah. Well, so, okay, there's two things I want to talk about, and let me see what I want to talk about first. So for the... For the coaching and consulting, sometimes that's going to be for people that are just starting out and they really just need to do some one-on-ones with people and see what their people are really wanting. So it's kind of a customer discovery, but a paid for customer discovery. So you're not looking to be doing that forever one-on-one with people, but that's, that's more of a beginning thing as you're just getting comfortable. Some people require that in the beginning. And so I suggest that now, there's also this group coaching right? And group coaching is fantastic and scalable, like super duper scalable. So group coaching is really where you choose a topic and then you offer, you know, for people to be able to join into it in a nominal fee. Mine's like 97 a month. It doesn't cost very much because you know, times X number, uh, it's, you're, it's okay for you to show up every week because you're getting paid to do it and it totally feels okay. Now, what I've also created is, here's the second part. This is like the, let's, let's do this part, is I've created my own team of business strategists and they're trained by me to do what I do. And so if somebody wants to work with me directly as a one-on-one, it's gonna cost X amount of dollars. But with my business strategist, with my people beneath me, I... I get a little bit of what they make, but then they're also able to make money as well. So it sounds like something that we're familiar with, right? So it sounds like what a lot of businesses and service industry businesses are moving towards. And this is like the, the uh, multi-level, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, like, it's like MLM. And it's, but other businesses are moving toward this model as well. And essentially, you know, you bring people in, they, they do the same thing that you're doing and then they get a cut and you get a cut. And then as it starts moving down, they can bring people in and you can keep moving out that model. It's, you know, EXP is doing it uh, there. If you're looking for validity in the industry, there's dentists that are doing it. There's chiropractors that are doing it. There are contractors that are doing it. And so this is really taking hold in our economy, which is awesome because I think it's the most brilliant business model that there is period. But that's what, that's what I'm developing in my own business as well. So that's what you mean when you talk about your network marketing business is that developing basically your own network marketing business. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Talk to me about then, um, leveraging my relationships, my super friends, um, leveraging my relationships, relationships to expand my reach. Um, 
tell me, give me some tips on how I could do that to propel and accelerate the 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 algorithmic, not algorithmic, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exponential growth. <laughs> Thanks, James. The exponential growth of my business. Oh man, I love that. It's joint collaborations and joint ventures are one of my favorite things. Uh, we can only go so far by ourselves and we really, we shouldn't want to, you know? I mean, we really should want to be able to run with other people and help other people because then, I mean, everybody, it's just win, win, win. That's just how I do business. But uh, what you can do is I would develop an affiliate program for what you're offering and then you can start reaching out to other people that serve your audience in a way that you don't, right? So they serve parallel to you, the same people, but they serve them in a different way. They help them with something different. So one of my super friends helps people write their own books and, and publish their own books and all of that stuff, get them to, you know, bestsellers and all of that. And I don't do that. And I'm not going to pretend that I do, you know? So I brought her in. And now she, you know, created some modules in my signature program and she does monthly Q and A's with people and she stays top of mind with those people. And then she also is able to bring those people into her own programs, right? Like that's the, um, the payment of sorts there. Now you can also with the affiliate program deal, you can also have them share with their people what you're doing. And then they've got a financial kickback, you know, like a 20% kickback or something like that. And somebody might be like, well, why are you going to give, give away 20%? Listen, if you're not building a 20% kickback into your model, then you really need to look at your pricing in the first place, because the more you can afford to help somebody else out, that's going to be marketing you, that's your marketing budget. You know what I'm saying? So be able to build that into your pricing structure in the beginning. So there's just a heads up on that, but then give away the 20%. Shoot, you weren't going to get those people any other way. So you should feel okay with giving away 20% as a finder's fee. And, uh, and then that can be, you know, them sending an email out and just warm introducing you to their people and maybe doing a webinar with you, which I hate the name webinar, but do a training with you and, uh, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can do it, but you just link up with people that are serving your people in a different way. That is fantastic. How do people contact you if they want more information about all of the cool stuff and how do they find your community group? Oh man. So my community group is on Facebook and it's called seven figures from home with Martha Krejci. So you could probably just look up seven figures from home. I don't think that there's another one of those. Um, and then being able to find me, it's withmartha.com. So W-I-T-H-M-A-R-T-H-A.com. And all of my things are there. So you're able to, it's really a great hub. And then all across, so any social media channel, it's the Martha Krejci. Krejci is K-R-E-J-C-I. Make yes. sure that you get that. We got to ask you because we're just getting like little glimpses. Tell us about the shirt. Oh, strong as a mother. I just, oh, we, we, we didn't I, know, we didn't know if there was more underneath there. It's, no, it's blank. Out. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I <laughs> love really that. good feedback. I, I, I love, <laughs> I love the tagline mama, wife, and lover of life. First CEO. Second last question for you, Martha, how do, how do 
um, people, this is somewhat of a trick question. I get it. But how do people then, because this is all fascinating and people are definitely going to want to do this, but how do you find your success and what tips do you give people to find success, but still be able to balance in your case, being a wife and being a mother and being also a lover of life? Mm, Man, that's so good. First of all, Success to me is doing something that you love to do. And so as long as you're not doing something that is draining you, you can do it for, you know, I I only work five to 10 hours a week. That's my thing. But you can work as long as you want and feel, feel balanced in it because you can be doing that, serving your people, but then also living life with your family. But what I, a a trick and a hack for me to keep that balance together, like success and everything else is that I literally put things on my calendar. And so I even put my time. So I've taken my daughter to Awana at church tonight. That's on my calendar. It's going to happen. Anything that's on my calendar, it's kind of like the teleprompter with uh, what's his name from Anchorman. If it's on my calendar, I'm going to do it. So I put everything in my calendar. So there's, you know, time with my daughter at night. And it may feel at the beginning when you hear that, you might be like, that feels disjointed, but it's not. It makes sure that it happens because if it's not on the calendar, then I might start spending time in doing something else. So for me and myself, I know that I need to be able to see it and say, okay, shut everything off, plug the phone in and let's go hang out with my daughter. Right? Like that's that for me, that's what I have to do. I'm very type A and alpha or else I'll just keep going. And so for me, that's what works really well. I love it. You can contact Martha at www.withmartha.com. She's on all of the uh, social networks. You can find her there. I see her popping up on some of my friends making comments. So I'll have to connect with you as well. Um, I love the idea of collaboration. I mean, we always start, one of our core principles is that we value long-term relationships. If I had anything to add to the collaborative comment, it's that, um, we don't do one-off things. So we're not going to just like run an email for somebody, nor would we expect somebody to run a email one time just because we had thought that that would be cool. We truly do value long-term relationships. We like to develop the relationships, just like you were talking about with your clients. Um, from business to business and collaborations, we develop the relationships and we commit to them um, long-term. And I think that everybody will find massive utility in making that commitment. Martha, you knocked it out of the park. I'm sure that people find will find tremendous value when they see this. And I super appreciate you spending your time with us. Oh, thank you so much. This has been like one of the best, the best interviews I've ever had. So thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. All right, folks, we'll be back again next week. You're going to love next week's episode just as much as this one. Don't miss it. Be sure that you subscribe on all of your podcasts, your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review. We super value your comments. If you love this episode, make sure that you leave a comment. Let Martha know just how much impact she's made in your life. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode the None of Your Business podcast.